Good morning, everybody. I love Christmas. I love this time. We get to spend weeks talking about the birth of Jesus, the, the Savior of the world. It's Christmas time. It's this Christmas season. And so today we get the, I was going to say the joy, but that's going to ruin what I'm going to say next. We get the yay of talking about joy. <laughs> we get the joy of talking about joy today. So um, in this, at this time of year, uh, our whole culture, our whole city spends extra effort when it comes to uh, bringing smiles. Uh, to our fa to our faces. We've got the lights uh, everywhere, extra lights and festive lights, festive generosity, like gifts, and there's Christmas cards being written or just signed, depending on your style. Uh, and then there's, there's um, parties. There's like work parties, and then there's family parties and friend parties, and I understand that some of those are really lame sometimes, but still, the, the idea uh, uh, in our culture, there's, a, there's an in intentional effort towards celebration at this time of year, towards, towards uh, happiness, trying to lift our hearts out of the darkness and, and see smiles, happiness, celebration, and ideally joy. But the question is, is it working for you? I is it working for you this year? Are you feeling more joy this season, uh, are you feeling more more happy? And I bet a lot of you might say, mm, "No, not really, um, not any particular more joy." Or some of you might even be like, "No, this is worse. I'm feeling worse, less joy uh, this this season." Well, today, what I want to do is I want to help us move from wherever we are on the joy spectrum, from some joy, lots of joy, no joy, towards more joy. So that, that's what I want to talk about today, because this is the season uh, of joy. As the, as the song that we, we started off today singing, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Or as the angels declared uh, to the shepherds, good news of great joy for all people, for all people, for, for all people. So today we're going to be lifting up our eyes we're going to be lifting up our, our eyes to the, uh, above the current situations, above our, our current um, realities, and look towards Jesus, the Savior of the world who, who God sent to help us, to help us uh, find forgiveness and, and, and hope and peace and joy and ultimately love. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, since 2010 or so, I've been a practitioner of the pursuit of joy. I've been intentionally uh, trying to pursue joy myself, and I've discovered something about joy over these last several years. Joy, for you, is very possible. W whatever your stress, whatever your circumstances, no matter uh, what grief you're in, or disappointments, or, or pain, joy for you and, and your situation is very, very possible, but it's probably not just going to fall into your lap. You're going to have to be intentional about joy, about cultivating joy. It's, but it's not as far away as you, you might feel today. So what, I, what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to mention some things that choke out joy, that choke out joy from, from our hearts and from our lives, some, some things that are, are darkly effective at stealing joy from us. And then I'm going to talk about three things that, that help us cultivate joy, that, that work against those, those things that are trying to choke the joy out of our lives, and things that we can do to overcome these, these joy challenges that we all, all face and all experience. So just briefly, six things that, that choke out joy, making joy nearly impossible. Now, 
The, the first thought is, in Mark chapter 4, my favorite parable, the parable of the sower. And, and in case you're, you're not quite familiar with this parable, farmer goes out to sow seeds, throws some seeds out there, some go on the path, and the birds come and eat them and take them away. Some go on the rocks, and they, they start to spring up, but then the sun scorches them because they don't have any root. And then some go among the thorns, and then the thorns choke them making them ineffective, ineffective and, and unfruitful. And then some falls on the good soil where, where it goes well and a uh, big harvest. So I was thinking about that, and that's why I'm using the word choke, because in, in Mark 4.19, there's, there's three things that Jesus talks about that choke. And in that case, the word of God planted to us. But it also uh, choke out these things like hope and peace and joy and, and love. So uh, one of the first things that Jesus mentioned is one of those things that choke, and in our, in our talk today about, about peace, or about joy specifically, is worries. Worries uh, uh, choke joy. Jesus says the worries of this age. The worries of this age. Now I bet many of us are finding joy nearly impossible this season because of worries, anxieties, Stresses, discouragements, feeling of hopelessness about this season, feeling of hopelessness about our futures, feeling, feeling depressed. Just any, any uh, of those, those types of, of anxieties, those kinds of worries choke out joy. And, and if your life is full of those things this season, we need to confront those worries and we need to see those worries and stresses go down in our lives. We need to be handing them over to Jesus. Uh, when it comes to worries, though, you're not a victim. You're, you're not a victim. You can be effective at reducing the worries and stresses in your life to make room for things like joy. Big joy. And we'll talk about that, how to do that in a moment. Worries. The second thing uh, could be said, uh, uh, life's pressures and pulls. The pulls and pressures uh, of life. Uh, Jesus, in his, in his parable, he talks about the seduction of wealth or the deceitfulness of wealth, which, which is one of those pulls and pressures. So many people, when it comes to money, find joy robbed from their hearts, stolen from their hearts, choked out of their lives because of maybe it's debt and the pressure's there. Or maybe it's, it's um, discontentment, just wishing we had a bit more. You know, a uh, hundred million's great, but what about a billion? You know, that, that, sort of, that sort of discontentment, the things that we struggle with every day. Uh, but lots, there, there's lots of ways that, that worries can, can be a part of that. Then there's, there's other pressures and pulls, though, like family pressures and pulls. Or marriage pressures and pulls. Or, or work pressures and pulls, or commitments that we've made and the pressures and pulls that are associated with that, deadlines, pressures and pulls. There's lots and lots of things that, that press and pull and, and produce stress, and worries and anxieties, and, and causing that to, to rob the joy out of our lives. Even great things that are happening can, can, can produce pressures and pulls that reduce stress joy when it would make sense that we would have joy as this stuff is unfolding. A third thing uh, that, that can rob the, or can choke joy out of our lives would be guilt. Guilt. In Jesus' parable explanation, he talks about the desires for other things and how those, those can, can choke. But when we run after other things, 
other than God would want us to do, when we run after uh, other values, um, other ways of living, temptations, and things like that, we often end, ourselves, end up looking back and, and looking at a path, a road uh, full of regrets and mistakes and, and guilt. And it, it's, it makes sense that if we're, we're full of guilt about maybe some things that we've done or remorse, that it would be hard to, to find joy. You know, we're thinking, how can I have joy when I'm carrying all this, this guilt? Um, again, we need to be handing this over to Jesus and, and apologizing and making things right uh, to, to reduce that guilt. But we can talk more about how to produce joy in, in a little bit. Some other things that produce, that, that can choke joy would be grief. And, and grief is real and it's appropriate and, and, and it's, it's, very, it's very common in this season as uh, uh, come to the end of the year to have, to have reflections about things, uh, people from the past or family and, and things like that. Grief, though, and joy are not mutually exclusive. You can have grief and joy, just like you can have grief and thankfulness at the same time. Uh, it, they, they can both coexist. But, but grief, just on its own, can... Can choke joy out of our lives. Another thing that can choke joy is, is pain, and that can be physical pain or, or emotional pain. Pain is, is often effective at choking joy out. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to, but naturally it will if we let it. And sixthly, impatience. And I don't have enough time to talk about that one. Uh, impatience, impatience will rapidly rip away your joy. Rapidly rip away your joy. Frustrations connected to impatience drive you in crazy, driving you crazy on the inside. Stress, joylessness. Now, as I look at those six words and, and the things surrounding those six words, worries, pressures, guilt, grief, pain, impatience, I'm thinking... Who, who doesn't have some of that going on in their lives in this season? Pulling them away from hope and peace and joy and love. That trying to stifle and, or, or feeling the effects of that stifling some of that, that joy out, out of their lives. I think nearly everybody is experiencing some, some choking in that way. Now, some of us have been choked so much that we don't even remember what it's like to live with joy anymore. Some of us feel like it's have a bit of it, but but know that it's it could be better. It could, there could be more of it. Well, if you assess yourself in your situation, you're like, okay, joy is not a dominant attribute of my life these days. It's not a dominant reality of my heart. Well, then there's three things that, that you can do that can quickly move you from where you are, no matter where you are, towards having real joy. In, in your heart if you actively and intentionally pursue these things. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. Every one of us can relax the choking grips of these things and make room for joy to, to grow and thrive. Now, I'm going to mention these three things. And these three, these three things will help us get more deeply rooted using the imagery of Jesus' parable of the soils. In, in verses uh, 16 and 17 of Mark, he talks about the, the ones that the seed that gets thrown along the path and it springs up with joy, it says. It springs up with joy. It, re it responds uh, to the word with joy. 
but it doesn't last long. The sun comes out and it scorches it because it has no root. So in order to have a, a long, sustaining life of joy, there's a, some things that, need, that we can do to help us dig deeper, to dig deeper so that we can have the, uh, the life uh, of joy. We don't want short-lived joy, although some of us will take it, <laughs> anything. Uh, we're looking for long-lasting joy. So here's, some three, here's three things. And the first one is intentional habits. Being deeply rooted is connected to having habits that cultivate growth and depth. For me, in seasons where my joy is challenged, I need to run, I need to exercise. That's, that's important to me, a huge difference for me. Is that spiritual? Uh, well, sometimes I pray really hard that I'll make it to the end of the run. Uh, so it, it, can, it can be, but, um, but really for me, it's just about that practical stress, dealing with stress. So that joy can thrive. Um, I spend an hour, as you know, it, it, with Jesus, in quiet with Jesus most days. That's, that's important for me. That's important for me. I'm, I'm journaling. I, I got lazy on journaling. I'm starting to journal again. I'm, I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to sleep better. The question is, do you, do you have several habits in your life? Several habits in your life that help your stress go down every day. And I'm, and I'm emphasizing habits every day because if you're anything like me, you've got some of these choking aspects going on every day. So you need an antidote to the everyday choking with everyday uh, anti-choking or uh, anti-just uh, calming down every day. Uh, some of us have some things that, that help us, and we do them occasionally. But every month, I, I do this, and it, and it helps. Okay, but what about every day? Because the pressures that we're facing tend to be everyday pressures. If you look at your heart, and you don't see a lot of joy, look at your habits. And really, your daily habits. And, and, and I encourage you to try again. That is my life. Start on a habit that's good, and then it, it, I found it's disappeared in my calendar over time. I've got to try again. I just get back to it. I've got to re-resolve and, and do that. If, if I want to be intentional about cultivating a life that has enough, enough depth for joy and really long-lasting joy. Maybe, maybe you'll write out a plan. Tell someone. Here's my plan to cultivate joy in my life. Here's some habits that I'm going to try again. Oh, Brian, don't talk about habits. It's December. This is, the, this is the month to not have habits. And then January we have habits. I'm starting now. So uh, welcome to the team. Anyway, so that's, that's good. Habits, intentional habits. The second thing is thankfulness. Thankfulness. Thankfulness is a powerful friend to joyfulness. Thankfulness and joyfulness, they're, they're, they're best friends. When thankfulness shows up, thankfulness captures your heart, or at least when it captures your heart, when your insides are overflowing with thankfulness, when thankfulness is so stirred up on the inside that it's, that it's that, that just bursting out of you, when you have that kind of thankfulness, joy is there. Joy is there. Overflowing th thankfulness always brings joy. You can sit down tonight... Or this afternoon, you can sit down at some point and just start thinking about what you're thankful for. 
And you are thankful for stuff. Sometimes it's, it, you, you're, you're, not, you're not remembering it at the moment. But there is stuff in your life to be thankful for. And maybe for you it'll start slowly and you're like, okay, I'm thankful for this and that and all this kind of stuff. Well, you keep stirring that thankfulness in your life. You keep stirring that. You keep meditating on, thank, on what you're thankful for. You sit there for a while and you intentionally stir that pot of thankfulness in your heart today. You do this today. You, you stir it. You stir it until you find yourself bursting with thankfulness and, and a whole heart shift of thankfulness. You do that, joy's showing up. Joy's showing up. Now, it's not going to last long term unless you make habits of thankfulness long term but if you've been missing joy for a while and you want to have a taste of that stir up thankfulness because thankfulness and joy show up together the the third thing the third thing is is the big picture it's the god truth stuff uh god is this is why i do journaling now i guess i should make it clear when i journal i journal to god i don't journal to dear diary or um, dear me or oh dear, uh, I, 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 I start off, you know, father. And, and, I, and I, so I, I journal. And, and, and so yesterday, while I'm journaling, I'm laying out, okay, father, this is, these are the stresses of my life right now. And I'm laying them out. And, father, this is what I need to hand over to you. And then by the end, God, I trust you and I'm thankful. I, I'm trusting. Trusting for you this, you see me, you can take these burdens, you can do stuff about this stuff that I can't do anything about. And it's just going back a little bit bigger picture to, ah, I'm stressed, to, ah, God's big, God's real, God's present, God's here, God helps, God is paying attention, God loves me. It's, it's just lifting our eyes off the, of our situation. Of our circumstances to the God who is and who's with you. In Jesus' parable about the farmer who sows seeds, the first one of the seeds is the ones thrown along the path where the birds came and ate them. And, and about that, Jesus basically said, The birds are taking away the word of God. They're taking away the word of God. Well, the path to joy, the path to joy is to re anchor. To re-anchor your perspective into the living one. To re-anchor your, your perspective into the God who loves you. To re-anchor your perspective into God is a part of my circumstances right now. To re-anchor your perspective in Jesus. To not let that seed be taken away, but let it take root. To, to be taken root in, in Jesus, our, our, ex, our excitement, our joy about Jesus who was born. To bring this glorious rescue for us. Jesus, who was born to rescue anyone who would believe in him and be saved. This is why Christmas and this season is an easier season to pursue joy because the whole point of this season is to remember that God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to pay the price so that anyone from any background, with any baggage, with any guilt or shame, can be rescued, forgiven, saved, given new life with God, eternity with God forever, because of Jesus. 
that God sent his son Jesus to, to accomplish that. So anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is saved. That's why the angels are, are, are excited when Jesus is born at this season. And, and they, they show up and they, they say glory to God in the highest of heavens. And they, and they go and they, they declare good news of great joy for all people. The birth of Jesus is, is, an, is one of the great anchor points in history for hope, for peace, for joy, and for love. I've got challenges for today. And you're thinking, Brian, that was the quickest talk we've ever heard from you. Uh, you're welcome. And I've added an extra challenge just to get back at you. Uh, challenge, challenge number one, uh, identify what are things choking out your joy this season. You be clear. You be clear. That, that'll help you work through this. Be clear on that. Secondly, what habits do you feel nudged to try in order to help you move towards joy? Maybe things you're going to cut out. Maybe things you're going to add in. Thirdly, I'm, I'm working through this myself. Uh, I, I've been working through this over the last, uh, last bit of time here. Thirdly, write a letter to God. You could journal. You could write a letter. About the things that are choking your joy and affirm what you know is true and good about God connected to these things. That's just reminding yourself of, of the true big picture. And then fourthly, go crazy thankful. Crazy thankful. Block out 30 minutes. Wow, Brian, I don't know if I could be thankful for 30 minutes. Well, try. Uh, you, you probably can. You probably can. Uh, God, I'm really thankful for... It. I find that if you set a time and try and fill it, it can change your life. It stretches you further than you would have stretched yourself. Give it a go. 30 minutes to try and cultivate a wildly thankful heart. Let's try this. I know that joy is not far from you. It's not as far from your heart as you might feel it is today. There's hope for you. There's hope for you, for your today, for your tomorrow and your future. Because Jesus was born, he is with you, and he will help you. I'm excited about this season. Um, 